We good to go? It feels like the perfect night for SwiftCast, a Taylor Swift podcast by the fans for the fans. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of SwiftCast. Woohoo! We're on episode six already. I know. I don't know where the time's going. It's crazy. Yeah, but then again, I was missing for the past two episodes, so. This is Ashley. Belle. And Emily! She returns, and Haley is a working fail, so we'll miss her this episode. Sad. Sniff. But we have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about today. We do. We really do. Taylor had several recent concerts and a few that are coming up soon. On Tuesday, May 7th, she was in Louisville, Kentucky, which I was at. That was my third consecutive red show after going to Lexington and Detroit. And sadly, the last one I'll be at for a while until later in the summer. But it was a great show. And the wildcard song was Enchanted, which was amazing to hear acoustic. I'd never obviously heard it acoustically before. That was just I'm jealous. That was great. Did you take a video? I did, and maybe I can put it up on our website. I'm sure people will. I was going to say put it up on our website or our YouTube. And normally when I've been waiting at the show for the B-Stage song and Taylor starts playing the first couple of chords, I can instantly pick out what it is, but I couldn't really figure out what it was for the first few seconds. And then the second she started singing, I was like, oh my god, Enchanted! <laughs> And she didn't really do an intro speech or anything to it, so I don't know if people had been requesting it or if it was just something that she felt like playing, but I'm really glad that she did. Sometimes I feel like it's a mix of both. Yeah, because sometimes people request songs that, unfortunately, a lot of her fans who haven't been around as her fans for that long just don't know, and I think she really wants to sing something that most people would know. But personally, I kind of feel like there are two groups of fans like people that have been there since the beginning who know every single song and then people who most really know the songs on the radio am i right yeah i agree with that fully and i feel proud of myself because i haven't been there from the beginning and i still know most of her songs yeah so most people you backtracked (laughs) make an effort to know all of them or they just know her from you know what they've just heard around and i would say on this tour Every night she does this thing where she asks you to scream if you've seen her in concert before or if you've never seen her in concert before. And it sounds like the never seen her in concert before screams are always slightly louder. Oh, it's good, though. She just, you know, keeps climbing to get more fans here. So I definitely think that kind of explains some of her song choices on the acoustic set to be a crowd pleaser for those people who haven't seen her before. So anyway, Enchanted was great. I was really glad I was there for that. And then the next night, which I sadly was not there, she went to Columbus, Ohio, and for the third time on this tour, sang our song. (laughs) Why does she keep singing that? Somebody must be requesting it a whole lot. I don't know. Well, or it goes back to what you just said about, um, you know, how she's playing uh, things that are familiar. Because, like, I feel like, I mean, our song is one of those songs that, yes, it's old and it's from her first album, but even if you're a new fan, you probably know it. Probably, but she definitely has other more popular ones that she hasn't done yet. She hasn't done Back to December yet, which I really thought she would. Oh, yeah. And I want to hear that. She only did Tim McGraw once, and people keep requesting it. And she hasn't done Teardrops on My Guitar either. I feel like if she does Tim McGraw again, it's going to be at the end of the tour at one of the Nashville shows. I think so, too. But, yeah, there are definitely other pretty well-known songs she hasn't done yet. 
So I guess we'll see what she does. I really want her to sing Fearless. I'm surprised that she hasn't sung that yet. I want her to sing Fearless and Long Live. Yeah. And the other song I really want her to sing, but I would bet she never will on this tour, is Hey Steven. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness, I love that song. And I would love her to sing White Horse. She um she sang that yeah I was at one of the shows that oh, she sang when? that was it it was uh, in Omaha. Well, clearly I've been out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the beginning of the tour feels like ages ago, doesn't it? It does, and it's making me sad because I feel like I'm going through withdrawals because I went to like five shows like really close together, you know, and then I haven't been able to go to one since, and I'm like, I, I and then I'm hearing all you know all these stories about all the shows that are going on right now, and I'm I'm. I'm I'm getting a little red nostalgic. My next show isn't until July, and I was so upset because I was actually just in the D.C. area this weekend, and I wasn't there to attend her show. Sad. I was so upset. Speaking of D.C., last night, as you said, was the first D.C. show, and she sang Never Grow Up, which was really adorable if you saw the video. And I think it makes sense with it being Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. And a lot of people are speculating that she's going to sing the best day tonight, but by the time you listen to this episode, we'll have found out what she's saying, but at this point, we're just guessing, but I think that's a good guess. I would be really surprised if she didn't sing the best day. I'm like, I feel like she almost, almost guaranteed that she will. I would be shocked if she didn't. I love that song. I feel like she probably, her original intention was to save it for just tonight for the first time, but somebody requested it a couple of weeks ago in Cleveland. So it won't be the first performance of it on this tour, but I still think she's going to do it. Yeah, I agree. So then coming up, her next show is on May 16th in Houston, which I believe is another stadium, though I'm not sure. Man, her stadium shows, I, I, I'm i jealous that you've been to one. Well, I don't really count it since it was an outdoor. I really want to see an outdoor one. Well, I will in Chicago, but that's a while away. So Ours we'll are see. going to be outdoor. We'll see what songs Taylor comes up with at those upcoming shows. And speaking of upcoming show news, Taylor made a really exciting announcement. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. The Red Tour is coming to Australia and New Zealand. Woohoo! We're very excited. I'm jealous. For Can I go too? All our Australian Swifties. I know. I think we, yeah. Taylor, if you want to just bring us with, that would be cool. So she's going to be playing in Auckland, Sydney. Brisbane, Perth, and Melbourne, and I believe it's four different stadiums and one arena that she's going to be playing at. And the first tickets go on sale May 21st, which is in about a week, and you can go onto her website to find out all the details about that. And I think it's really cool because this is the first time she'll really be touring around the time of her birthday. That is kind of cool. And I bet that this will be one of the best birthdays she's ever had, spending it playing to a sold-out, I'm sure, stadium in Australia. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I don't think she has a show on her actual birthday, but she has one the next day. Do you think that they're going to bring the entire tour exactly the way it is to Australia, or do you think they're going to make any changes? I, I would, I don't know, because, I mean, when she's gone, you know, to different countries in the past, I feel like the set has been a little bit different than it has been in the U.S. Am I correct on that? If I, I remember correctly that. from Speak Now, when she went to Europe and Asia, which was before the U.S., it was sort of a more condensed version of the show. But then when she went to Australia, which was after the U.S., I'm pretty sure it was almost exactly the same as the U.S. show. 
Okay. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see the what the set list turns out to be then. Do you think she'll do you think a koala will show up on stage again? It better. <laughs> that was yeah. one of my favorite things from last time. That was amazing. Was it, it was a so real funny. koala? I think it was stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> I love this video, though, of, like, when um she is actually visiting a real koala, and she's, like, the koala, like, literally puts its arm around her and hugs her. Is that when they tell her that it's very vicious? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, koalas are vicious. And then the koala gives her a hug, and it's like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Doesn't look too vicious to me. Can we just? I just want pictures of her photo bombing some kangaroos. That wasn't in Australia though. That was just recently. That was giraffes. No, I said I want some. Oh, yeah. She needs to go photo bomb more more zoo animals. Definitely. <laughs> and now it's time for keeping up with Swift. First, we have our new girl reminder. It's airing this Tuesday, May 14th. Taylor is playing a character named Elaine, who is trying to break up her ex's wedding. This sounds a lot like the song Speak Now. (laughs) And my hope is that they actually use the song, but they probably won't. Our idea is that we want to create a Swifties React video, so please send us video clips of you reacting to Taylor's role to swiftcast13 at gmail.com. And this is something that we kind of want to start doing on an ongoing basis. Whenever Taylor does something new or exciting, whether it's a video coming out or an announcement that she makes or a new single or any sort of Taylor news, Obviously, as you know, this show is all about the fans, and we always want to get your feedback, so we want to start doing a Swifties React, either, like, segment of our episode, or video compilation, or anything where we can just get tons and tons of feedback from all of you guys, and incorporate it into our show. So, as you're watching The New Girl, tweet us, tell us what you think, tell us your favorite lines, your favorite parts, send us screenshots if you're watching it online, anything. Go on YouTube, make a video of yourself with your reactions to the episode. We just want to hear everything from you guys. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, we haven't exactly posted a video yet on our YouTube channel, so we kind of want this to be our our debut YouTube of you guys reacting to the new girl. And then hopefully it will become a series that, as I said, we can start doing every time Taylor does something exciting, which she does a lot of exciting things. So I'm hoping this will be something ongoing. So our next bit of news is that we have some new news regarding the Everything Has Changed single. Um, originally, last week, we had heard um, Ed saying in an interview that there wasn't going to be a music video for Everything Has Changed, so we were sad about that. And now we have some more specific news. There actually is going to be a video for Everything Has Changed, but Ed and Taylor are not going to star in the video. Um, in a recent radio interview, Ed commented, People always say, eventually you'll have, you'll have to be in your videos. But the album outside of America has done 3 million copies so far without full music video releases. So, you know, we don't know exactly what that means yet. Is it going to be animated? Are they going to use actors? Is it going to be like a lyric video? Because the lyric videos that Taylor's done are really cool. So we just don't know what this video is going to entail. All we know is that Taylor and Ed themselves aren't going to star in it, which to me is a very interesting concept because here in America, I'm very used to, you know, musicians starring in their own music videos. And Taylor's always done her own videos. So this will be something very new and interesting to see. And I think one thing that we've seen over and over is that Taylor is very good at picking the right director for each video that really does a great job bringing the story to life. 
So whatever she does, I don't know. It'll be different, but I think it's going to be really, really cool. I agree. I, I trust them and their judgment. I think it'll be amazing either way. Taylor's not just somebody who would say, hey, I'm not going to be in this video. So, yeah, show it to Do me what when you it's want. done. Right. <laughs> you, you know that she'll, and I'm sure Ed, too, will be very involved in the whole creative process. So even though they're not in it, they'll definitely, in a way, still be in it. Oh, yeah, exactly. We'll be able to see their personal touches everywhere. I'm really excited to see a new kind of video from her. Me, too. This is going to be really interesting, I think. Although I am, I'm still very sad that they're not in it. I know. It would have been really cute. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to see Ed, Ed and Taylor in a video together. That would have been adorable. Since they're both apparently eight years old together. <laughs> that was the funniest quote ever. We were so excited about that last night. Yeah, Ed, Ed has this quote where he's like, I think the combined age of maturity of me and Taylor together is eight years old. <laughs> I remember the first time that I ever heard of Ed Sheeran, I had no idea who he was, was when Taylor had tweeted sometime last summer that they were bouncing on a trampoline writing songs together. And I was like, who is this person? Oh my goodness. He's a Weasley. <laughs> he is a Weasley. He's like the lost Weasley brother. <laughs> he is totally the lost Weasley brother. So we're not sure yet exactly when the video will come out, but the single was said to be releasing sometime in June, so... Hopefully, we'll get to see the video early this summer. And Exciting. moving on to some Diet Coke-related news. I know a few episodes back, we had told you about the Diet Coke scavenger hunt, where you can go to the Diet Coke Twitter account and follow along for when they post clues and then have a chance to win either tickets or pit passes for your specific city of the bread tour. And then they sort of seemed to stop doing it for a couple of weeks, but now it appears to be back. They just did it for Washington, D.C., so I'm hoping that they'll be doing it for the other cities coming up. And you do have to be 18 to participate, but go on their page and follow along for then they'll announce when they're going to start the scavenger hunt for each city. And that could be a great way to win tickets. So good luck. And if you do it, let us know how it goes. We hope that it would be really cool if someone who listened to us won, don't you think? That would be awesome. You get a really cool commemorative silver ticket if you win. That's cool. I kind of just want that ticket. I've been to five shows. (laughs) I want a commemorative ticket. I wonder if anyone who has won has sold it on eBay. Probably not, (laughs) because I bet it's a pretty diehard fan who ran around the city looking for it. This is true. I don't think scalpers were running around looking for this ticket. (laughs) Probably not, no. But also, um, in more Diet Coke news, they recently, just this past week, launched the Diet Coke Young Designer Challenge, which this is a really cool contest, and it's not really something Taylor has ever done in the past. Basically, they want a Taylor fan to design their newest Diet Coke t-shirt, and the winning design, which there are a few rounds of judging and voting to get eventually to the winner, but the person who with the best design will win $10,000 have their shirt available to purchase at Target, and get to go meet Taylor at the last Red Show in Nashville. I'm totally entering. I have no design skills at all, but I need to get some. Right? We'll, we'll hire an independent contractor. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no. Well, you get a thousand out of the ten if you win, if I win. It just sounds really cool. And I know that just from some of the submissions and things that we've gotten from fan projects, there are definitely a lot of artistic Swifties out there. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully somebody awesome will enter and win, and I'm going to try. 
The deadline to get all of your submissions in for the first round of judging is May 31st. So you have a couple of weeks, but definitely if you're interested, get working on that. And then I believe after that, there's um, a round of voting on their website. And then following that, there's a panel of celebrity judges who will end up picking the winner. So that sounds yeah, so fancy. Design in by May 31st. And they also have all the details on their Facebook page along with what sort of file it needs to be, the specifics for the design, how to get the right colors from the Diet Coke logo. So all the information you'll need is on their page. So first of all, you have to go through a round of votes and then celebrity judges vote? I think so. I don't remember the So exact basically order, it's like the American Idol of t-shirt design. It is. <laughs> Is Just crazy. without Randy Jackson and Nicki Minaj. I think, I forgot who, it was a fashion designer who was the main celebrity judge. It wasn't Taylor, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah, so, you know, go get go get your, uh, your talent on. Definitely. Our next bit of news is that Taylor was at the Met Gala on Monday, May 6th. She looked absolutely beautiful. I I loved her look. Oh my goodness, she looked gorgeous. I feel like it was unlike anything we've ever seen on her before because the theme was like, what was it, Punko's Rock or something? Yeah, Punk Chaos or something with Punk. Punk Chaos or something. So it she looked gorgeous. Her dress was designed by Jay Mandel, and it was just gorgeous. She actually bonded with Gwyneth Paltrow, which is kind of cool. Yeah, there were some really cute photos of them together. Yeah, I looked at them, and I love both of them so much. Um, She had black nail polish, which is also a new look for her, because that's not very Taylor. Um, We we just want to know what everyone thought of her her outfit, her hair, etc. We know there were some people on Twitter who were freaking out over the fact that she didn't have bangs. And she had one curl. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not you know, one of those people that complains about how she wears her hair. She can wear her hair however the heck she wants, in my opinion. It doesn't bother me. However, I did like the fact that she pinned her bangs back. I just thought it was a really cute look for her. And then someone posted this picture on Tumblr that was really, really cute. It was like oh, a picture of Taylor from when she was like five or six, basically. And she's like in a little school uniform and she has her hair basically done the exact same way as a little kid that she had at the Met Gala. Oh, I didn't see that. And they were like, and they were like, Taylor says she'll never change. See? And it was so cute. It was so cute. I think I reblogged it on my Tumblr, my, my personal one, but it was like the cutest picture ever. But I think she really looked, she looked mature. She looked sophisticated. Um, she looked, you know, daring. And I thought that was an incredibly good look for her because she really pulled it off well. It was funny because, as you said, she had black nail polish on. And normally during the tour, before she performs red, she talks about all the different places you'll see the color red, and she mentions her nails. But at the next show the next day on Tuesday, she left out the part about her nails because they were so black. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least she remembered, and she wasn't like, look at my nails. Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> That would have been really funny. But yeah, I thought that was funny. I always like seeing her in different looks. It's refreshing. I I agree, actually. I really like that she just, you know, changes it up and kind of finds her own style. Definitely awesome. So speaking of the whole Taylor and Ed thing, there's more Taylor and Ed news. I love them so much. I know. I sound so thrilled. (laughs) So exciting. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, 
uh, Taylor and Ed was talking, uh, or Ed was talking actually in an interview and said that him and Taylor actually wrote a total of three songs together when they were, you know, working on a song for Taylor's album. Everything Has Changed is the song that made it onto her album, but there are still two more songs kind of out there floating around, or more specifically on his iPod. And, uh, or as he quote, or as he says directly, chilling on his phone. There are two song, two more songs chilling on his phone that they wrote together. So, uh, That's you know, a really we just wonder if... place. Yeah. Now there are going to be a million Swifties trying to find his phone and steal it. <laughs> right? They're going to be, like, trying to, like, hack into his phone system. Well, if he's anything <laughs> like me, he might drop it in the toilet, so... <laughs> or that. Hopefully okay. he has another That's copy of it saved somewhere. That's what I was personally thinking. <laughs> when you have something important on your phone that you forget to save anywhere else, you're gonna inevitably destroy your phone. Well, this just happened to our friends, so... <laughs> yeah. Lost everything. So, we are just wondering, you know, are these songs gonna end up on another album of Ed's or another album of Taylor's? Are they ever going to make an appearance? Or are they always just gonna be, like, out there just out of our reach and we just can't touch them even though we know they exist and they're there? Just, just chilling on Ed's phone. I always think about all the Taylor songs, however many hundreds, if not thousands there must be, that are just, like, sitting in a vault somewhere that we'll never get to hear, and it makes me so sad. I know, it's sad. Remember this, remember, like, two years ago, she said something about how, oh, yeah, I've already written, like, a hundred songs for my next album. <laughs> yeah. And, and we were just, we're like, just like, uh... Can we hear them? And then I'm pretty sure she scrapped most of those, because the majority of Red songs seems like we're written a lot more recently than that exactly yeah. i think she actually said and i don't like i can't swear to this but i'm having this vague memory that she actually said that the songs uh, that appeared on rap all, were all written were mostly written ones that actually made it onto the album within the last year of the album coming out yeah, yeah. i definitely remember that i feel like the only probably exception to that was all too well all too well yeah which is the first song she wrote after her writing block but i think don't the rest started were a lot on that more song recent. please yeah, I agree. So we just don't know where those songs might pop up. And I know a few months ago on Twitter, there were rumors going around. Ed had mentioned to a fan during an interview that he was there. There was a good chance of there being a red platinum edition coming out, <gasps> but no news has ever surfaced since. So since it came from Ed, I would hope it was true. But I, my guess would be that if they do release it, they'll release it around the holidays. That's just my guess. That would be a very cool holiday surprise. I was going to say I'd ask her for Christmas, but let's face it, I'll probably buy it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's not really something you can wait. Yeah, that's like this very second now, right now. And, I mean, thinking about it and thinking about how Taylor usually times releases of whatever item she's working on very well, they might somehow tie it together with her new perfume. This is I true. always forget she has a new perfume coming out. There's just so much stuff to remember about her. So today's Sunday, May 12th, and in a week, the Billboard Awards are on. Woo! I've been Woo! looking forward to these for a while. One, because Taylor has so many nominations. She has 11, including the Milestone Award, which is a huge award. And also just to see what she performs, which I'm guessing it's going to be 22, but we really never know for sure with her until we see it. Yeah. I'm just excited that I'm finished school so that I don't have to be doing homework during another award show where Taylor is performing. <laughs> There's a lot of good performances on, on the show. I think Selena Gomez is performing, too. 
Oh, good. Oh, good. I love her so much. I wish I could go. I hope she. I hope that if Taylor does twenty two, I hope that Selena is a part of that performance. Oh, that would be so that would cute. be adorable. What an it! I love their French. Their friendship is amazing. I agree. I love them. Oh, and don't forget the milestone award is fan voted. Is the voting still going on? I believe it is. I haven't voted yet today, but I believe it is still going on. It's billboard.com slash milestone, so you might want to click on that and see if the voting is still open by the time you hear this, depending on how quickly you hear it. Vote for Taylor. I think Vote it's still open. Yeah, I don't know if it goes till like, the very last minute or not, but right. definitely, I would definitely encourage you to try so that we can vote for Taylor as much as possible. So, it feels like a perfect afternoon for some mini-segments right now. Woohoo! Our first is a Swifty problem submitted from TaylorFan696 on Twitter. It says, My parents not understanding that you stay in the car until Taylor's song is done on the radio. <laughs> I completely agree with this because whenever Taylor's song is playing on my iPhone, since I'm one of those weird people who don't listen to the radio, even if I'm sitting in my driveway in my car for like three minutes, it doesn't matter. I, I, I have to listen to the song. Yeah. Our next one is from the Swift Factor on Twitter, and she said, Deciding whether to write a 13 or an I heart question mark on your hand. Swifty problems. I loved this one. <laughs> I've done that before, the I heart question mark. Our next one is submitted by our co-host, Ashley. Hi. <laughs> Listening to Taylor's entire discography and wanting to sing along, but I can't because I'm on the bus. Well, you can. You just get stared at, but you can. <laughs> I was on, Can't and won't are two different things, Ashley. I was on the Greyhound last Saturday at like 6 a.m. on our way to Detroit, and it was a very long trip, so I just put on my whole Taylor playlist, but I would have gotten such weird looks if I sang. See, I was lucky on my way to Virginia. I put on my whole Taylor playlist, and actually, by the time we almost got there, my mom was like, we listen to something other than Taylor, and I was like, no, deal with it. <laughs> nope, not going to happen. I was like, no, we must listen to Taylor. And then Holy Ground came on, and I just went crazy, and I was like, this is why we must listen to Taylor. Our next one is from Taylor Updates 12. Tonight feels like the perfect night for concert planning with my sister and listening to Taylor Swift 13. Uh-oh. For <laughs> And it's tagged Red Greensboro. That actually um, is a fan who we'll talk about. She's doing a project we'll talk about later in the episode. But I just wanted to give a shout out to her because she is really uh, nice to us. and uh, very very you know, dedicated. She favorites and retweets everything we post. So, yes. Shout we really out appreciate to it. 12. Yeah, we they do. really appreciate the support. So and, and much. The, yeah, you got, you're awesome. So we just wanted to say thank you for... Helping us get the word out about our podcast and everything. That's really sweet. Our next one comes from 17 underscore Serena on Twitter. And she said, going on the internet for a research paper, but ending up looking at old Taylor videos. Swifty problems. Yeah, um, that's like my Tay CD basically problem, too. <laughs> save that for the Taylor Dictionary. That should go in the Taylor uh, Dictionary. Yeah, save that one. <laughs> I need to save that one because... Yeah, I, you know, I go on the internet trying to think of, you know, I have a plan of one thing I'm going to do, and then somehow I get distracted with something Taylor-related. That happens to me all the time. No matter what I'm doing, that always happens. 
same. This is the story of my life this past semester. The really funny times are when I'm trying to do one thing Taylor-related and then get distracted by another thing Taylor-related, and it's just a whole <laughs> mess of Taylor. That takes it a step even further. <laughs> oh, Yesterday, Ashley, this is why, Ashley, this is why we keep you around. <laughs> Yesterday, I was trying to make a a collage of a bunch of my red tour photos and then i kept like getting distracted by other taylor related messages that i was getting yeah but eventually you did make it i saw it on your facebook it looks awesome thanks i got a free eight by ten from walgreens so that was exciting nice sure our last one is submitted by 13 swift fan underscore 13 or wait 13 underscore swift fan underscore 13 it feels like the perfect night to go dancing in the rain in your best dress, fearless? I was going to say, that is such a Taylor thing to do. <laughs> that is very much a Taylor thing to do. So thank you guys for all these submissions. And we just wanted to remind you that there's lots of different ways to get a hold of us. If you want to submit to any of our mini segments or, you know, give us an opinion on anything we discussed or get a hold of us for any reason whatsoever, uh, you can go on our website at swiftcast13.com and there's a contact form. You can email us at swiftcast13gmail.com. You can tweet us at swiftcast13. You can go on our Facebook at facebook.com swiftcast13. You can tailor connect us at swiftcast13. Woohoo! Basically, just remember swiftcast13. Yeah, pretty much. We love hearing from you. It really makes our, our day and our week so much happier. It does. We do, and basically all of us read, well, not basically, all of us read the emails, all of us read the tweets, all of us read your messages on Taylor Connect, even if it's only one of us replying. Just know that we all get to see what you say to us. Okay, so now it's time for our Taylor quote of the week, and as we've been doing the last few episodes, we always try and pick an inspirational Taylor quote, and you guys have sent in some good ones, so keep sending those in for sure. It can be... Either a quote Taylor has said in an interview or just a quote that you read somewhere or really anything that Taylor has said that you think is interesting to discuss. So, our- and we, oh, and we also have like a, you know, a collection of them that you've sent that we are planning on using in future episodes. So if we haven't read your quote yet, that doesn't mean that we won't. We definitely will. Exactly. Yeah. We're keeping them in our email. This week's quote is never believe anyone who tells you that you don't deserve what you want. I, Love this quote more than I even know how to express. Me too. I was just about to say almost the exact words. I, like, the way that I feel about it is, you know, how many times have I, and I'm sure both of you have been through this too, you know, been treated like you don't deserve what you want. Like, literally, word for word, pretty much this quote by other people. Exactly. Too many times. I mean, like, Belle, you know the situation with my sisters. Yeah, they're not very nice to you. (laughs) And they always tell me, oh, you need to pick a different major, like, you shouldn't be a dancer, you're not good enough, blah, 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 blah. I just feel like it's, you know, if you're willing to work for something and something matters enough to you, who the heck is anyone else to, like, make some comment or judgment on you? Like, regardless of what the situation is, like, who does anyone think that they are to do that? I completely agree, and I once had somebody tell me that they didn't think I deserved to meet Taylor because they were unhappy with something else that I'd said, or I don't remember, but it was just like, how can you tell somebody that? 
I've been to 10 Taylor concerts and I've never met her and I hope that I meet her, but that's not the reason why I go to the concerts. I go because I love Taylor and I think that someone who's been to one concert or zero concerts even deserves to meet her just as much as somebody who's been to a million. It doesn't matter how much Taylor stuff you own. It doesn't matter if you know every single lyric to every song or not. If you love Taylor and you are inspired by her, you deserve to meet her and she would love to meet you. And that's just the fact. Yeah. That's what I think is so incredibly ridiculous about people that will tell somebody they don't deserve to meet her. I'm like, you know, Taylor would never say that. Exactly. So why why are you? I think it just amazes me sometimes about how Taylor is incredibly, um, you know, vocal about her feelings and her opinions. And she's, you know, an incredibly nice person who's just supportive and all this other stuff. And so it baffles me how anyone can, you know, be a fan of hers and then basically tell somebody the opposite of something that she says. I agree. And I mean, even when she was trying to get her career started, people pretty much told her that. They told her that she couldn't write and record all her own songs, that there wasn't a place for her, that it just wasn't, that it wasn't going to work out. And she just didn't listen to them. Yeah, you know, that's, I mean, people, she's gone through a lot to get where she is. She, not only that, but she hasn't settled or compromised anything. Like she had a development deal with RCA and you know, they wanted to like turn her into this little pop princess and manufacture her. And she walked away from that deal, which having no idea that she would ever get another opportunity, you know, like that could have been her only shot. And that, but that wasn't how she wanted to do things. She's like, this is the what I want. And this is the way that I want it. And I want to be, I want my creative freedom. Yeah. I want to be a singer, but I want to write my music. I want to perform me, you know? It's amazing to have that strong convictions at such a young age. It is, because in this business, I feel like Taylor has revolutionized the music business, because I feel like up until Taylor, I feel like before Taylor, everyone assumed that if they're going to have a record deal, they're going to have to do whatever their management wants them to do, or the, oh, exactly. or their, you know, the record company or anything else. Like, I don't think people really knew that they could have creative, the kind of creative freedom that Taylor does. I feel like she's opened that door for musicians. I agree so much. And, you know, for, for that not to have been sort of like a, a known option. And I feel like now people can be like, well, Taylor Swift did it and became a success. Why can't I be myself? And you know what I mean? But before that, she didn't have that, 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 that to compare to. And she still walked away from a deal because she didn't feel like it was right for her. And she had no idea that she would ever in a million years get another opportunity. It's interesting because that sort of reminds me about a situation in my life. I work in marketing and I work for an educational company and I really like it. But I really, my ideal job would be doing what I'm doing now, marketing, but for a music company, because music is, the music industry is honestly the industry that I'm most interested and passionate about. And I would really have to change so much about my life to make that a reality. But I do think it's possible. People are always going to try to push you down. They're always going to discourage you. But ultimately, like, the choice is always going to be up to you. And as Taylor would say, I think we'll regret the moments when we don't speak up. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Let's throw another quote in there that is completely relevant. (laughs) If you have one shot at life, it might as well make it your best shot. Agreed. Well, thank you, Taylor, for providing us yet another inspirational quote to discuss. And let us know your thoughts about this quote. Yeah, um, you know, get a hold of us and let us know what you think about that or if you have any stories that are, like, relevant to that quote or anything. We want to hear them. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, we have a very exciting piece of Taylor news to discuss. Yay! What recently came out this week? 
Hmm, I think it was... Oh, I'm trying to remember. Was it a video? Mm, I don't know. I can't remember. It might have had to do with the highway. The driving or something like that. Might have had to do with an older man who was really, really gorgeous. <laughs> the Highway Don't Care video just came Yay! out. It was. Re- it did. It was released this past Monday, May 6th. Uh, through a Google Plus Hangout uh, via Tim McGraw. And it was the first music video ever to be premiered that way. That's very cool that they did that. That is way cool. And mucho impresto. I enjoyed it, but I knew I could tell what was going to happen. See, that's the thing is I had no idea. Like, I, as I was beginning to watch the video, you know, I felt like it was really kind of like exactly what I expected it to be. Kind of a little bit, I don't want to say bland, but just kind of like predictable. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the video, pause this recording right now, go on YouTube, watch it, and then come back and listen. Yeah, because we are going to spoil it through our discussion. So if you don't want to hear it, go watch it first. Do you want to just sort of recap the story of the video for anybody who might not remember or hasn't seen it? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So basically, it starts out with scenes of this girl being upset and then flashing back to different scenes with Tim McGraw. Sorry, I think someone else can explain it better. I like, can't even remember. No, no, you're right. It's, um, you know, she is basically upset and getting in her car, looking at her phone as she's in the car, you know, kind of crying. And Tim is, you can, he's just kind of like, they just show Tim McGraw's character basically kind of going about like mundane daily activities like shaving, but they kind of showed it in a way where you could tell like he was sad, you know, like something had just happened in his life that was kind of significant. And so, I mean, you're left to basically conclude that they just broke up, obviously. And the girl's leaving, and, you know, um, at first it was, like, the girl, like, the way that they were picturing and doing the cinematography, it looked like the girl was the one from the point of view the song was go- the song was going for at the, in the beginning. Like, I can't live without you, I can't live without you, baby. And then they showed, like, reflections of Taylor, like, in the car door and stuff like that um, during those parts of the song. So you think that, you know, she's the one that's really upset and really missing him, and he's just, like, sad things ended. And then out of the middle of nowhere, and this is something I totally didn't expect, her car crashes. And the scene is, 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 yeah, really it's a little squidgy. Yeah. Like, yeah. they show her body at this weird, unnatural angle, like, sitting halfway out of the car in that. I kind of done without that extreme amount of, yeah, that, that made me kind of. should have had, like, a warning on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that made me, that made me kind of go, yeah, like, you know. I was not expecting it to take that route. Yeah, I that came like that came, and at first, like I didn't understand it because I'm just like, what is this? Like, how is this relevant to the story? Like, at I first, expected I didn't... the car crash, but I did not expect it to be so bloody. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was squingy. Yeah, for sure. I, I could have done with a little less squinch, and the point was would have still gotten across for me. But yeah, okay, you know. But if I'm watching some, I you know a horror movie where I know somebody has a chainsaw is going to gut somebody's entrails. That's fine. I, I see it coming. I know it's going to happen. But I didn't expect this. I was like, oh, like emotional and, you know, kind of like enjoying the, you know, the bland semi-predictable video and then boom, weird angled body hanging out of the car. And I'm just That like, was so creepy. Yeah, that so it definitely caught me off guard. It was 50 I will say. shades of nope. <laughs> and then after that, it kind of shows the girl being airlifted to the hospital and whatnot and you don't really know exactly what's going to happen and then as it cuts through more scenes you realize when the tim mcgraw character is racing to the hospital that he's not the boyfriend he's actually the doctor 
Yeah, I didn't realize that until like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually like another huge shocker to me because, you know, I, I assumed he was the boyfriend. You know, I assumed that as I was watching the video at the beginning that, you know, they had just broken up and then he was just kind of sad, you know? That's what it looked and, like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so you completely think that's what happened. And then, you know, you realize he's the doctor. And then I feel like everything that you thought about the video in the beginning is like flipped. Yeah, because you know I mean? there's, like, the guilty-looking teenager standing outside the room with her parents, and you're just like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, and it just, like, it just kind of kind of blows you away, because, like, what you everything that you assumed at the beginning of the video isn't really what was going on. And, I don't know, that was just, like, intense. And another th- scene that I really liked was, um, it wasn't, like, bloody car crash part, but it was showing the broken glass on the ground and reflections in the broken and glass. And Taylor kept popping up. Yeah, like, that... That was really, like, that made me, like, sniffle, because I just feel like that was an incredibly good cinematographical... I think I just made up a word. <laughs> cinematographical um, display of, like, using a physical situation to have an incredible amount of metaphor toward the song. And I think they yeah. also showed Keith Urban's reflection in the glass, too. Yeah, yeah, they, they did, too. playing the guitar. That is just like kind of a metaphor for like what is going on. Like it's like you're broken on the inside, and then it like like it completely shifts, and you're broken on the outside. And like you know, I don't I don't know if I said, I probably didn't say that the way I'm thinking it, but I mean I it made sense like... to me. But a lot of weird things you say make sense to me. <laughs> Truth. But yeah, I wasn't. I don't know if when I was watching the beginning of the video, I it seemed like it was kind of going kind of along a predictable relationship storyline and i just didn't i did not expect that huge plot twist at all i didn't either yeah that caught me way off guard three for a curveball and i really do not like car crash scenes in general like on tv shows or movies or anything i just they freak me out so much and it was very late at night when i was watching this too so i was just like i was upset after i finished watching I I was just kind of like I mean I was definitely impressed by the fact that they led you to believe one thing and then they completely flipped it around on you because like I said I didn't see it coming and up until that point I didn't see the car crash coming like I felt like the video was predictable you know yeah. I expected that to happen I expected it to be Tim McGraw and a girl and you know a breakup and that like I expected that to be the theme and it seemed like that was the theme until the car crash and then it just completely like showed you that you just assumed wrong the entire time for me it's like the car crash was so obviously going to happen that i'm just like i want to shake you and be like how did you not see it coming i don't know how i I I didn't didn't. i just didn't yeah i didn't either i think it's i think it's just because i think it's just because i accepted the fact that like that I had this picture in my head about how the video was going to go or how I assumed it was going to go. And then it fit that picture in my head up until that point. So I just didn't think to look past, like, you know what I mean? Maybe it's because I hadn't heard the song until I watched the video. Yeah, see, I have, like, a handful of times. So I just... Yeah, same. I don't know. I just had this predictable image in my head that it just seems to fit up until that point. So When I first... When I first heard the song, the very like first couple of times I heard it, I was really wondering if Taylor was supposed, to, when she was singing, was supposed to be the love interest, or if she was just supposed to be the voice on the radio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it quickly because you know at the very beginning of the video, it quickly becomes apparent that she's not the love interest. But... Right. Well, I thought she's probably a little young to play opposite Tim McGraw, but I mean, they could make it work. It's definitely so different from any other Taylor video that we've seen, and. 
just because of like all the bloodiness of the car crash scene. It's probably the only Taylor video that I won't go out of my way to play over and over again. I feel like I'll only like go back and watch it when I'm just in a certain mood. Like I'm emotional and I just need like an emotional video to watch like that. The song will never be the same. No. Definitely not. No. Yeah. Now now that I've seen that video, it'll definitely change my perception of the song when I listen to it more, for sure. We got a variety of different feedback from some listeners. Uh, one comment that we got was from Amanda on our Facebook page, and her quote was basically, she said, I watched it once and I probably won't again. It felt like a public service announcement about distracted driving and the crash was really gory. I liked Taylor's parts. She looked really pretty and I still love the song, but it was just kind of haunting. Not the kind of thing you'd want to watch over and over. I agree. I I actually agree with her. It felt like watching an episode of Glee. (laughs) I see your point, though, because, you know, I mean, she crashed because she was distracted by her phone. They did an episode of Glee exactly like that. I was going to say, Emily, it's funny that you say that because I remember that Glee episode. And on that episode, it was so obvious to me that they were headed to a car crash. But then in this video, it wasn't as obvious to me. That was the episode I stopped watching Glee. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, I'm done now. I was like, okay, you've pushed the limits. Because it's definitely a hot issue that a lot of people are talking about that a lot of celebrities have jumped on board about. And it's definitely important not to text and drive or do anything distracted. But yeah, I can see where it could seem in a way like the video was sort of being too like in your face a little preachy bit too about that. Or yeah. I don't know. No, I see what you're saying. I remember that uh, recently there was like a study or something that said like driving while texting on your phone is basically like equal to like driving drunk. Yeah. And there was also a new study that a, my mom told me about that even just looking at your GPS is equal to texting while driving. Because it's just, you're you're taking your mind off of the actual road in front of you. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's like I understand, but at the same time, like, I'm there to watch a video. You know? I'm not really yeah, there exactly. to... I'm there to enjoy myself. I'm not there to get a life lesson. And then we had some listeners who wrote in to us who really liked it um gabby562 on twitter said i love the video taylor and keith were just the right touch the video shines a light on the texting dangers and the actress did a great job along with tim taylor and keith and then another comment we got was via email from alessandra and she said the video was really good and it turned out to be similar to what i expected I especially enjoyed it when Taylor appeared in all the mirrors. The only thing I have against it is that the doctor holding the cell phone while working out in the beginning misled me to think the girl was texting him until the guilty teenage guy with the cell phone at the end of the video was shown. I agree. You go, Alessandro Coco! (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly, I agree with you, Alessandro. That's exactly what I assumed, too. Yeah, but I think that was all intentional, so that was pretty clever on the director's part. It was when I read Alessandro's comment that I realized, oh, Tim wasn't supposed to be the love interest. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't totally get it the first time I watched it either because I was all thrown off by the car crash. And then, yeah, I realized it afterwards. You're just like, everything was all wrong about everything. (laughs) But Taylor looked gorgeous. Taylor looked very gorgeous, yeah. And I like the fact that she was, like, meant to be metaphor in the video. That was kind of cool. I'm a huge Keith Urban fan, so... I still fully support the song because I love all of them. 
So thank you to the fans that submitted their comments about the video. And if you have any further thoughts, definitely share those with us with one of the ways that we mentioned earlier. And now we're going to move on to some of our current fan projects that are going on. And the first one I wanted to talk we about was... As a, we do have a lot. And we keep finding out about more and more, which is awesome. There's so much going on in the community so I still have my Dreaming in Red ticket giveaway going on, which I've mentioned the last few episodes, where if you weren't able to get tickets to the Red Tour, you can send me an email to dreaminginred13 at gmail.com telling me your story of why you weren't able to get tickets. And at this point, so this giveaway is, was hosted totally out of my own money in addition to a donor that was helping me. And we've provided tickets for five different bands to go to the concert. We gave each person a pair of tickets to the city of their choice. So Taylor tickets, as you know, aren't cheap. So I can't promise or guarantee when the next giveaways are going to happen, but I'm basically just accumulating letters so that as more cities on the tour get closer if I hear about any way to get tickets or if I'm able to afford them or if I get other donors on board who are helping, then hopefully we can send some more people. So keep sending those letters in. I think it's so awesome that you're doing this, by the way. And now that my winners have, all my winners have now gone to their shows. The fifth one was last night in DC and I've just heard the most amazing stories from them. The girl who went to Columbus, Ohio, got her hand grabbed by Taylor. Oh yeah. And that was her first Taylor concert ever, and I think her first concert ever. So yeah, it's been really nice hearing all of their stories and I got to meet one of the girls in Louisville last week and she's really excited and her and her sister had a blast, so I'm really glad that I got to do this. And if there's any way for me to continue it, like I said, I'm gonna still try, so stay tuned. Our next update is uh, the hashtag Taylor Just Say Yes to Our Love Story. That's my friend Bernice who really wants to get married on stage at a Taylor concert because I guess Taylor means a lot to her and her fiancé, which is awesome. Unfortunately, uh, I don't have any new updates. The last thing I heard was that uh, management, or a couple of members of Taylor's management have gotten a hold of her and basically told her that they just don't have time to do that. So she's trying to present like alternative ideas like maybe getting married in Club Red or something like that, some way that they can do that without... like you know, messing up the timetable of the concert, but I don't have any new updates on that. However, what I do have is that uh, Bernice and her best friend, Sarah, Sarah is the girl who actually won the uh, GMA contest when uh, Red came out. So that I was love really cool. Sarah. She's so nice. She is really sweet. I love them both. They're so nice. Anyways, um, they're both nannies and they were at the show last night in DC and they kept uh, tweeting Taylor to play Never Grow Up because they wanted to hear that for their little kids that they nanny. You know, like a Mother's Day type of thing. And Taylor ended up playing Never Grow Up. So, yay. That's so cute. That's so Maybe she cool. saw their tweets. Maybe she saw their tweets and played it for them. So, that's awesome. At least she didn't play our song again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations to them for getting to hear that the song that they really wanted to hear from her. That's really cool. But speaking of popular Taylor songs, um, there was a really cool YouTube video that I found. It wasn't specifically submitted to us, but I thought it was cool enough to mention. There's a guy named Chad who has a YouTube channel, and him and his friend made a one-minute mashup of playing the guitar, doing tiny little clips of about 20 different Taylor songs, and fitting them into a minute-long video. It was just really cool. You just have to go watch it for yourself. We'll put the link up on our... Uh, websites you can go check that out and he's also on twitter his twitter handle is at chad c-h-a-d neat n-e-i-d-t and his youtube is under the same name so this is a really cool video and i love whenever people make really creative 
fan videos to Taylor songs. That's really cool. I'll have to check that out. I haven't It's yet. sort of like almost a rock remix of some of her songs. <laughs> oh my cool. god, that's so cool. Yeah, I just came across it today and I thought it was worth mentioning. Our next fan project is the Smiles for Swift project. It's a project a few fans on Taylor Connect are running where you, the Swifties, send in a picture of you smiling to the email smilesforswift at outlook.com. The instructions are to please add your Taylor Connect username to the email so the people running the project know who you are and they're going to edit the photos into a video with tied together with a smile playing. I can only assume this is because so many people want this song played and we're not sure she's going to play it since she hasn't yet and um, like mil literally millions of people have tweeted her asking for it to be played. The video will go up on YouTube on the 21st of September, which I'm not sure if you guys know is the last day of her tour, or at least the American leg of her tour. So please send all photos in by the 13th of July. There will be more info on our site under the Fan Projects tab. That's a really cute idea. I think it sounds like a pretty cute idea, and I'm definitely going to submit a photo for it because that song has special meaning for me. I think that that song, like, I mean, I know we we were just saying how not a lot of people, maybe not enough people at her recent shows would know that song. But for those of us that do, you know, it's a very personal song and it's about struggles. You know, it's about struggling with things. And I think that that's something that pretty much everyone can kind of relate to. And it's it's kind of personal and it's kind of sentimental. So I think, like, it's completely understandable to, you know, I think I like what they're doing. They're getting you know, together a bunch of people that are just normal people that all have struggles and all have issues and putting them together with this very meaningful song. So that's my guess on why they're doing it. I don't know, but I think it's cool. Uh, another project that we wanted to mention is um, Fan Named Mary, who's organizing a fan meetup at the Greensboro, North Carolina show, which is happening on September 12th. And she's doing the VIP experience for that show. But whether you're doing VIP or just have regular seats, if you're going to the show, she'd love to meet you and just get together with a whole big group of fans. So you can find her on Taylor Connect. Her username on there is Taylor Allison Swift Updates. And isn't she also the girl who we talked about earlier? Who? Yeah, yes. yep, same girl. <laughs> yeah, the one that's really supportive of us. Yeah, she's actually been tweeting our friend Bernice because they're going to meet at the concert. Oh, it's been. Nice. I only mentioned that because it's been in our mentions, and I've had my phone in my hand. <laughs> cool. So yeah, she'd love to meet as many of you as possible, and you can go on her blog on Taylor Connect. It's Taylor Allison Swift updates is her username, and let her know. And we will put that link on our website as well. Awesome. And uh, the next fan project is um, going to be a fan made video to stay, stay, stay. And uh, the project is being ran by Lee Rye Thirty on TC. And basically what he wants you to do is send in like a picture or, you know, mostly video or picture or what he's asking for is people to send him little short video clips of them, like lip syncing or dancing or singing to stay, stay, stay. Or, you know, if you have like a talent, you know, something like that, like, I don't know if you can juggle bowling pins or I don't know, like, you know, whatever, something cool and creative um, or whatever you're doing. And he wants you to send these clips into News at hotmail.com. And he's going to edit everything into, like, you know, like a consecutive video of Stay, Stay, Stay of, like, people lip syncing or, you know, things like that, but of various fans doing it. So if you want to participate in the project, um, yeah, just email your clips to taytaynews at hotmail.com. 
And uh, message him on Facebook at Tay Tay News if you want, like, a link to the video when he's done making it. I think that you should submit the, what is it, a picture of Haley? Oh, we were just talking about this last episode, and I told Haley I was going to do it. I have a video clip of Haley, like, jumping up and down with her fists, like, during the part where it's like, you think that I'm funny when I'm mad, mad, mad. I wish you had videotaped me, because remember I did the entire dance? Yeah. And everyone in our section was, like, staring at me. (laughs) Yeah, I realized I went to the show this week, my fifth show, that even without trying, I know the whole dance now. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty bad. I know it by the third show. <laughs> yeah, it's fun though. I love I love her and Amos's interaction during the performance. Well, my so favorite hilarious. is on the CD version when she's like, "Oh my god, that was so fun!" <laughs> it's so cute. I wish she said that live on stage. I sound I like, like her should, when yeah. I talk now. <laughs> that's so. Fun. Oh my god, that's so fun! So I'm excited to see the finished video for that. Yeah, me too. The next project is the Swift Universe Audio Project. Kevin is creating an audio CD of fans' messages to Taylor. The rules for this project are it has to be less than three minutes long. It has to be an MP3, WMA, or WAV format on the lowest bitrate possible to save on kilobytes on the CD so other Swifties can join in. You can say whatever you want as if Taylor is hearing it, because hopefully she will. When finished, email your audio to the Swiftuniverse at live.com. He's hope- he was going to try to get it to Taylor during the World Red the Red World Tour. Cool. Is that Kevin McGuire? No, no it's not a different Kevin. Kevin. I was very confused by that since there was no last name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> different Kevin. I'm definitely gonna do something for that. I mean, I feel like people are always making videos and stuff, but, you know, I don't think anybody's really thought to do that before. Like, make an audio CD of, like, fans' messages to Taylor. I think that's kind of cool. I could totally see her if someone handed it to her during the show, popping it in in her tour bus that night and just listening. Yeah, agreed. I think that's, I mean, everybody makes, like, books of letters and stuff like that, but I think this is kind of an idea I really haven't heard before. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And uh, the next project we want to talk about is um, a project that we are going to be running, and uh, basically, throughout the entire tour, not just the U.S. lag, but we're going to wait till like, the world tour is over, uh, we are going to create a Swifty fan yearbook. And we're going to do it, like, in yearbook format, literally, with, you know, a bunch of different fans. And um, all we're asking for, like, we don't have all the details completely ready right now. And what we're planning to do, I think, is, like, we're going to end up selling it on, like, Cafe Press, and we want to end up donating all the um, profits to the Ronan Foundation, but we'll have a lot more information on that later. What we need from you guys right now is if you have any pictures of, like, you guys dressed up in your costumes at the shows or with cool signs, or maybe some cool pictures you took of Taylor and the band and the dancers performing or anything like that, you can start sending us your pictures uh, to swiftcast13 at gmail.com, and that's just kind of our initial step one of starting to figure out how to put all this together. And it's going to be a long time before it, you know, comes out because they want to wait till the entire tour is over to do it. But that's that's just our initial introduction of the project and uh, what you can do right now to start with it. It's going to be really, really cool, you guys. And there's definitely going to be pictures of us, our your hosts, in it because we've had some pretty awesome costumes so far. If we do say sure. so ourselves. <laughs> 
I, I agree. I attempted to be the Wonderstruck Enchanted bottle for my last concert, but I didn't really find... I thought you pulled it off greatly. I thought it was really super cute. Thanks. I didn't really find the right kind of hat to be the cap of the bottle, so it didn't completely look like the bottle, but it was still cute. So you can check out all of the fan projects that we just mentioned on our website, SwiftCast13.com, under the Fan Projects tab, and each one has its own little section with the details that we mentioned and whatever contact info that you need to get involved. So definitely go check those out. And if you are working on any fan projects or know of somebody who's doing a cool one, let us know because we want to know about as many projects as possible. Remember, this podcast is for you guys, the fans, so we want you to be in as involved as possible. And I know that a lot of these projects can be pretty time-consuming, and people want to get the word out however they can, so feel free to use us as your free advertisement. We don't mind. <laughs> we <laughs> don't really mind. Don't. That's what we're here for. And finally, our last segment for this episode, our Taylor Dictionary, which is one of my favorite segments personally. And I really like the word that we have this week because it's pretty relevant to my life at the moment. Mine too. Mine too. This was submitted by Victoria Britton on Facebook, and she gave us the word Swift Bucks, which means money that you spend on buying Taylor Swift related things. Absolutely. I feel like Taylor Swift related things should have its own currency literally it's I agree. And I think, Swift box. I think you <laughs> should get bonus points and like loyalty cards and things like that for the more that you buy oh my gosh yes you should get loyalty points for buying concert tickets just for taylor because <laughs> i would own like two thousand loyalty points at this moment or like 20 bajillion it's really funny I, because yeah. Obviously, I buy most of my tickets on Ticketmaster, and it'll send me a little reminder like a week before saying, reminder, the Red Tour. And I'm like, I wonder if Ticketmaster somehow thinks it's strange that it keeps reminding me for the same tour over and over and over again. (laughs) I've actually wondered the same thing because I bought so many tickets, and now I'm no longer going to so many shows. It's sad, though, because then you get a reminder, like, your town concert's coming up, and you're like, no, it's not. That's what happened with Detroit, because I bought a ticket when they first went on sale and then decided not to go, so I sold the ticket, then got the reminder a week before and was really sad. Then I was talking to my friend, and we were like, maybe we should go. (laughs) So we did. Guys, this is Emily. I would just like to say that I have extra tickets to Los Angeles, Nashville, and I have a few left left for Philadelphia that I'm selling at face value. So if you would like to contact me, contact me at my Twitter. It's on the website, and I can definitely hook you up with some tickets. They're all single seats, however. I'm not sure. So I'm not sure if you're going to want to buy them or not. But if anyone is looking for tickets and would like to come to Los Angeles, Nashville, or Philadelphia, please contact me because I it would make me so happy to give you guys to sell you guys tickets if you pre- if you don't have any. Awesome. After going to five Red Tour shows, I'm definitely running low on Swift Bucks. Same here. That's how many I've been to as, as well. I've been to three and I'm running low on Swift Bucks. <sighs> But what can you do? So I know I said that our Taylor Dictionary was the last segment, but I lied. Sorry, guys. Um, We want to make a quick announcement about our giveaways that we have going on because we all love prizes and we love giving them to you. So our Twitter giveaway will be starting today. 
We're going to tweet when it starts, and it's going to run through May 18th. And this is our 22 giveaway. So you can win a cat ears headband and a pair of heart-shaped sunglasses, which both are like the ones Taylor wore in the 22 video. Actually, the cat ears are the exact pair that she wore in the 22 video. Not well, well, not the not the pair exact pair Taylor wore, but they but are the same, same cat ears. They're from the same exact. They're the same cat ears. So check out the giveaways page on our website, and that will tell you how to enter. And then you can also watch our Twitter, and we'll tweet when it's time to start entering for that and how to do so. Absolutely, and also um, keep an eye out on our Facebook because we'll be doing a future Facebook. Uh, giveaway at some point in the near future and also another iTunes giveaway. We don't have dates for those yet, but we will keep you informed. But for now, uh, yeah, we're doing the Twitter giveaway so uh, you can watch our Twitter for how to enter on that and you can also check our website at swiftcast13.com for information on the giveaways tab. So thanks for joining us everybody on episode 6. We covered a lot of things today. We did. Really this is a long episode. So we hope you enjoyed it. And as always, we'd love to hear your feedback. So give us a tweet, Facebook post, email, whatever you want. And until next week, this has been Ashley. Belle. And Emily. And we will see you next week. Love, Bye. love, love. Hand hearts. We love you. We heart you. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next week. We are in no way directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.